of God. Turn to your neighbor and say, do you know that's the will of God? Now just think about that. Everybody's always saying, I wish I knew God's will for me. We just read it. In everything, let's read it again. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Father, thank you for your word tonight. And we pray that you will help us not just to thank during this season, but to overcome by being thankful all year long. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you can be seated. Thank you so much. And let me just take a few minutes to talk about this. It's that time of year when everybody's talking about Thanksgiving and Americans kind of tend to sit down at a table and around a turkey and give thanks for different things and, and that's their time to be thankful. But I want to talk to you tonight about something that I've learned to be true and that is that there is a protective power in being thankful. There is a protective power in having a thankful heart. It's protective. It's therapeutic. It's medicinal to have a thankful heart all the time. Now, you cannot get into the New Testament and you cannot read, let's just take Paul. You cannot read Paul. Paul's letters, the Holy Spirit used him to write. You can't read them without running into thank, 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 thanksgiving, thankful, be thankful over and over and over again. It was just a broken record with this man. And of course, again, the Spirit of God was moving through him to teach you and I that we are to be thankful people, not just one time a year, but many times every day, all year. And that there is a power to it. Now, I've seen through the years, there are four kinds of people in the world as it relates to being thankful. Let me tell you who they are. First, there's the grumblers. Now, I know there's no grumblers in here, but you get the CD and take it to somebody who's a grumbler. There are the grumblers. These are the lowest level. The, the grumblers are the lowest level on the totem pole, and they are constantly grumbling and complaining. There's nothing right. You know, the old illustration of the cup half full or half empty, it is always half empty with the grumbler. Uh, they can brighten up a room by just leaving it. <laughs> you ever know anybody like that? <laughs> when are they leaving? Because everything they say is negative. So there's the grumblers. I'm gonna, church, don't be a grumbler. You have no reason to be a grumbler. Now, the second level on the totem pole is the ungrateful. The ungrateful. Now, they're next to the lowest, but they're a, a step above, and they don't complain, but they just don't give thanks. You don't ever hear them saying, thank God, thank, thank you, Lord, for this and that and the other, or, or, they say, or you don't hear them saying to people, thank you for anything. They're just neutral. They don't give thanks. They just don't. Then there's the next level. That's the grateful. So you got the grumblers, the ungrateful. Then you have the grateful. They're the second highest level of the four kinds of people I've noticed. And they are grateful for what is obvious. And they do well with that. Uh, they give thanks for the obvious blessings of God. If God really comes through and does something incredible, they give thanks. Or if somebody, a person does something good for them, they can, they can say thank you. They say thank you. Like the leper, that one leper out of 10 that went back and said thank you, he had just been healed of a terminal disease. So he was obviously gave thanks for an obvious blessing. 
So grumblers, ungrateful, grateful, but then you come to the highest level. The highest level of thanker is the earnestly grateful. They don't need a reason out here to be thankful. They don't need a reason. These people are at the top of the totem pole of thankful people. They're grateful for all things at all times. They give thanks to God for all things all the time. They're always saying thank you. And and, and they'll make you feel bad about yourself because they say thank you to God. They're very thankful when you look at their life and say, I don't know how thankful I'd be if I was going through what they are. And yet they manage to be thankful. And they can convict you. Now, you don't run across these people very often. But I want you to know something. God wants every one of us to aspire to fill up the ranks of the earnestly grateful. This is exactly what Paul lived out, and it's the verse we just read. Did you notice that? Paul was at the highest level. He said, in everything, give thanks, not for everything, but in everything, in every situation, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you, concerning you. That means all the time. That means you are this earnestly grateful person. So I want to take a few minutes tonight to show you how being thankful has a protective quality. You know, I've learned if you can teach people that if they do a certain thing, it'll bless them, help them, protect them, they'll buy into it. And the Bible gives us plenty of reason to be thankful. First thing I see in the Bible is being thankful protects us from drifting from God. It protects us from drifting away from the Lord. Paul says in Romans 1, that those who knew God reached a point in life where they refused to be thankful. Now, Paul is looking out over civilizations, both present and past. He was looking at the Roman world that he was writing to, and I believe he was also looking back to the Greeks, the Egyptians, the Babylonians. He was looking back, and he saw a pattern. And the pattern that he saw was, I've noticed when a civilization or a person drifts from God, One of the earmarks is they quit being thankful. They stop being thankful. He says in verse 21 of Romans 1, yes, they knew God. You hear that? They knew God. They knew God, but they wouldn't worship Him as God or give Him thanks. I said, I'm not going to give you thanks. What a tragedy. Because, folks, listen, if anybody deserves our thanks, it is God. Amen? So here you, had, here you had people who knew God. They knew His greatness. They knew His glory. They knew His power. And yet they refused to worship Him. And they ended up worshiping what He had made instead of the Maker. And they refused to be thankful. And it signaled their drift away from God. Notice what happens to them following their refusal to acknowledge the goodness of God with thanksgiving. Listen to, listen to the steps down they took immediately when they were no longer thankful. Paul writes, they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their hearts and their minds became dark and confused. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. The Greek word there is morons. That's right. 
That's the Greek word. Fools, morons. They became morons. What happened when they quit thanking God? They drifted. And when they drifted, they got dark in their heart. They, they got dark in their minds. They couldn't see anymore. They're groping in the dark. They're blind spiritually. And then they came up with a bright idea, having gone that direction, that they were wise. Haven't we gotten wise? But God looks down and says, morons. Because can I tell you that all intellectual brilliance and learning and capability and education begins with God. It begins with God. Now on the flip side, in Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7, Paul links spiritual growth with having a thankful heart. He says, so then, just as you receive Christ as Lord, continue to live in him rooted, listen to these words, descriptive words, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. Overflowing with thankfulness. Do you see the connection? Rooted, built up, strengthened in the faith and thankfulness. They're all knitted together. If you're not thankful, it's, a, it's, a, it's really a signal that you're not growing spiritually. If you're growing spiritually, can I just give you a little, a little cue here tonight? You're going to be more thankful. So where does that leave our country that won't even acknowledge God, much less thank Him? It's darkened. We're in a darkened country. We are in a, dar- a country that's in big trouble. So where does that leave us? We need to shine. And I'm telling you, thanksgiving, being thankful is one of the doorways, gateways into the blessing of God. Rooted, built up, strong faith, growing is the person that overflows with thankfulness. Being thankful is the mark of spiritual health. And being unthankful is a mark of spiritual decline. That's a fact of life. When we thank God, here's what it does. It keeps fresh in our minds the things he has done. See, if you're always thanking him, you're, you're acknowledging him. You're remembering him. You're including him in your life. It reminds us that he is there. And it reminds us that everything we have has come from him. We didn't do it. He gave us the strength, the ability, the talent to get up and go earn a living and make our way. God gave it to us. Every good and every perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variables, neither, neither shadow of change. Of his own will begat he us with the word of truth. David said that thanking God literally brings us into his very presence. You want the presence of God with you all the time? Thank God all the time. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, David wrote. Enter his gates, his presence. Enter the gates of his presence with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Why? For the Lord is good. That's why we say God is good all the time and all the time God is good. So be thankful. Now, say with me, being thankful keeps us from drifting from God. Now, there's a second thing that being thankful will do. Being thankful protects us from debilitating worry. I don't know about you, but I hate worry. You know why? Because worry is an offspring of fear. And you know what worry is? It's reverse faith. It's reverse faith. Faith says, believe for something that's not there. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. 
it'll be there, but it's not there yet. And once it's there, you don't need faith anymore because what wasn't yet there is now there. But worry does the same thing. You get a little pain. Oh, I believe that's something. I believe that that is something bad. I just believe it. And you haven't seen it yet. You don't know yet, but you're believing. It's, it's backward faith is what worry is. But guess what? When you're thankful, it delivers you from debilitating worry. Listen to the Word of God. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then, then, there's the magic word, then, so there's a connection here. Then you will experience God's peace. When? When I have given everything to God in prayer and thanked Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So you can either have a worried mind or a peaceful mind. And Jesus came, folks, to give us a peaceful mind. Let me tell you, if if you're worried all the time, something's not right. You need to get it right. And I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying that's not normal Christianity. Normal Christianity is walking in the peace of God. Abnormal Christianity is always being afraid, always being worried, always being uptight, always being stressed out, always being angry. Normal Christianity is when you pray until you have God's peace. That's normal Christianity. There's a cause and effect. When we thank God, it releases faith. It activates His power. It eases the mind. It reminds us that He has taken care of us before and He will do it again. So you say, thank you, Lord. You know, last month, Lord, you provided. I thank you. You're going to do it again. And I don't see it yet, but I'm thanking you for it. You know, thanksgiving is faith in action. Amen. Being thankful protects us from drifting away from God. It protects us from damaging, ulcer-causing worry. Being thankful. There's one other thing, and this one really matters, and this is probably my favorite. Being thankful protects us from unhappiness. Anybody in here want to be happy? Well, that's about 10 of you. What's the matter with you guys? Huh? Anybody in here want to be happy? You know, I've noticed through the years, unthankful people are never happy. They're never happy. They're filled with bitterness, fear, negativism, selfishness, self-pity, but they're not full of the Holy Spirit and they're not happy. Thankful people, on the other hand, tend to be happy. A preacher was on a train and was sitting across from a well-dressed businessman. Sitting next to him was a woman, gorgeously dressed, with diamonds dripping off her fingers. This woman was complaining about everything. The preacher asked the man what his business was, and the man told him. The preacher then asked if the woman was his wife. The man replied, yes. The preacher asked what the woman did for business. The man replied, she is in manufacturing. The preacher asked what kind of manufacturing. And the man answered, she manufactures her own unhappiness. (laughs) Some people are really good at that. 
I mean, you can have everything, but nothing is ever good enough. I just really wish this and that was different. And how come this person and that person? And if only this and if only that and blah, blah, blah. blah. Because happiness is not caused by a happening. Happiness is caused by something within. You say, well, I've never been happy. Well, check your tongue out. Check your tongue out. Are you ever being thankful? Do you ever look up and say, Lord, I just thank you. I can't think of why. I just want to thank you. I'll just start right there. I just want to thank you because you're worthy to be thanked. Instead of, if only you would this, and if only you would that, where were you here, and where were you there, and why don't you bless me like so-and-so, and why not this, and why not that? Stop it. Can I say a sanctified, shut up? You're digging your own grave. Your tongue has become your shovel. Unthankful people literally manufacture their own unhappiness. They really do. I want you to stop and think about it. You're not just hearing a little sermonette for Christianettes. They're going to go out the parking lot and smoke their cigarettes. I'm telling you the truth. Freud would never tell you this. You don't need to find out if your mama didn't spank you right when you were two. You need to get hold of your tongue. Boy, am I loose tonight. <laughs> just, it's been a long day. Thanksgiving protects us from drifting from God, from debilitating worry, and from an unhappy spirit. Don't walk around unhappy. Start thanking God. Now, in closing, I want to give you a few things you can thank God for. If you can't think of them, let me give them for you. First of all, you can thank God for your faith. You really can because it didn't come from you. Your faith came from God. God has given to every man a measure of faith. It came from God. So the fact that you're saved should put a hope in your heart, a hop in your step, and a hymn on your lips. Let's try this together, can we? A hope in my heart, a hop in my step, a hymn on my lips. One old hymn says, and I'm just going to read it to you, it's so good. Redeemed, how I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed through His infinite mercy, His child, and forever I am. Redeemed and so happy in Jesus. No language my rapture can tell. I know that the light of His presence with me doth continually dwell. I think of my blessed Redeemer. I think of Him all day long. I sing because I cannot be silent. His love is the theme of my song. I know there's a crown that is waiting in yonder bright mansion for me. And soon with the spirits made perfect at home with the Lord, I shall be. Thank God you're saved. Thank God you're saved. Start right there. Now, here's the second thing you can thank God for, your fresh water. Well, Pastor Jeff, give me something a little more profound. Hey, go without water for a day and tell me how profound that is. Your fresh water. There are many in our world who do not have fresh water. 
Do you know that in India, 75 to 80% of the population do not have safe water to drink? Two million die annually from water-related diseases. I guess I'm done. Am I done? Don't rush. Thank God. I'm sorry, I thought you were rushing up. See, I got to practice what I preach right in front of you. Thank you, Lord, for these strange people behind me. I don't know what they're doing. All right, don't look at them. Look at me. Do you know that our church has dug many water wells in Africa through James Robinson's ministry? And when you dig a water well in a town, you've given the gift that keeps on giving because they haven't had clean water. You can thank God for dirty dishes. Have you ever thought about that? Because that means you had a meal and a good one. You can thank God for your friends. The Christian friends you have in the Lord Jesus Christ are a blessing beyond blessings. We ought to thank our friends. Have you thought about thanking your friend for being your friend? It takes a lot to be your friend. I really am loose tonight. But how many of you know it takes a lot to be your friend? And how many of you are married? How many of you know it takes a lot to be married to you? Are you thank your spouse? for being married to you. (laughs) Seriously. I'm going to close with this story. There was a woman who had been a teacher for over 50 years. One day a man wanted to send somebody a thank you note and thought of her way back, my elementary teacher. He wrote her a note of thanks for teaching him to read and to love books. He received a letter back almost immediately, and it said, your letter is the first letter of thanks I've received after 50 years of teaching. It came on a blue, cold day, and it has cheered me like nothing else in many years. It's brought a tear to my eye. Thank you for your letter. Just saying thank you, being thankful for the people who have blessed you. You can thank God finally for for your fortune. That means the things that God has given and done for you. A family had given a large love offering to their church in memory of their son who had been killed in a war far away. On the way home, the woman said to her husband, why don't we give an offering of the same amount? The husband said, but our son is still alive. And she said, exactly. Exactly. So can we stand tonight? And I want us to do something. While the men are preparing the communion, and go ahead, guys, and just begin to pass it out. But I want us to think, to thank. And I want us to consider something. It is protective. It'll keep you from drifting from God. It'll protect you from worry. It'll protect protect you from taking God for granted. Being thankful brings protection. So can we just say, Lord, help me to be thankful many times a day, all year long. Now begin to think of something you could thank God for that you have not thanked Him for yet. 
And we're going to name them in just a moment. We're going to go like that leper went to Jesus and said, thank you. We want to go to God tonight and just say thank you. And then I want you to think of a person you could thank before the night is out. Spouse, friend, child, parent. And do it. And don't go to sleep until you've done it. Say thank you. And here's why I'm thanking you, because you this and you that. And thank them. Amen? All right, let's sing about that.